Do you want me to turn this up? Can you hear it okay? Yeah, I can hear it just fine. I'm gonna turn it up. I wonder what year this... Oh, uh, okay. 2015. Author 2015. Yeah, I remember when I found this, I sent it to Pat. Because, like, yeah. Pat is, like, is a metal dad, Hesher. Right. But who also likes death metal. And I was like, oh my god, this is like perfect for for Pat. I don't remember what he thought of it or anything. But yeah, I'm curious. This is what I mean when I be saying like cryptosis should record like cover something that something like not death metal. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well yeah, because both Aaron and Jameson are like super into like traditional like heavy metal yeah, stuff. And I am too. Totally got that like spectral voice, like creepy, crawly, like Finnish kind of vibe yeah. to it, too, which really lends itself to this song, actually. Yeah. I don't remember what the vocals sound like, I'm curious. Just like special for you. Yeah, yeah, perfect. This isn't what we're recording, are they? Um, we are recording. Oh, there it is. Yeah. I'm gonna turn it off a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, but can you see how um, it's like at that same tempo? Yeah. So if we in if we choose to include this in the episode, we were just listening to I Hate Music, the episode with Aesop Decker on it, and he played For Whom the Bell Tolls, but it was like, um, what they say? It was like a version that's like at 33 it instead was like, of 45. It was like, like slowed down to 33. Yeah. I guess like I don't know. I don't know if the original LP was at 45. I couldn't tell you, but like I think he was saying. I don't remember exactly, but I think he was saying that at some point they put out a double LP of her, of this album, and they uh, 
the two LPs were at 45. And then, I guess, uh, I don't know. I mean, for anyone listening, just listen to the episode. But they took that 45 RPM LP and then just played it at 45 and recorded it. I guess Didn't what, they say that, like, the guy from Weakling? Yeah, the guy from yeah. Weakling did it. I love that spectral voice is just like almost everyone in Blood Incantation and like you're just yeah. doing something totally different. Do, do you remember if I feel like they toured together like those two bands? I think so. I mean we've seen both of those bands and right, they, yeah. they work together but... And could, this would be a question for Devin who we'll totally have on here sometime. But, uh, He's like a super fan of those two bands, you probably right. know. Yeah, and it's not like we would recognize anyone, like, when we went to see Blood Incantation, it's not like we would have recognized them from the Spectral Voice show, because, like, yeah. they're playing in, like, complete darkness, like, yeah, with all the fog and all shit, fog, yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't have the kind of brain where I would have, like, been, been able to, like, connect like those people's faces. Right. How many people were in Spectre Voice? Are there, was there four guys? I, I couldn't even tell that. I don't remember. We also missed a good chunk of their set, too. Yeah, we missed the first, like, song, <coughs> I think. But it just, it got darker and darker as it went on. Yeah, I was really excited that they used a flanger. Yeah. <laughs> um, some people listening to this might know that I'm a huge fan of the flanger pedal in death metal. Right, like like um, Killing Addiction. Yeah, yeah. Killing Addiction is going to be my first pick, actually. Okay. Yeah. I, you're you're already pretty familiar with what I'm going to play, so it's not like a huge surprise or anything. You right. You would have known either way. Plus, we're both looking at the laptop. Anyway. And I would have recognized Killing Addiction like, yeah, immediately. Yeah. But um, I want to talk about this in a minute. But I, actually, while you were preparing your picks earlier, I was listening to their newer stuff, which I haven't heard. And I'll tell you how I feel about that. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, this is Reek of Podrefaction. Um, I'm your host, Andrew, and this is your other host. I'm Laura. Um, so this is, oh shit, <laughs> this autoplay, we should turn that off, really. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, we, we've been, uh, trying to do this forever, and we couldn't figure out <laughs> any of the technology to do it. Um, right, we had all kinds of problems with our, uh, equipment and the software, yeah, and thanks to uh, Jory from Interference, too. He gave us some really helpful tips. Um, but, uh, yeah, I we, uh, we wanted to do this because um, Laura and I had a super, like, unhealthy habit of, like, waking up. Because we, we get paid on the same day, so we, we would wake up Saturday morning and, like, 
go on like every fucking record distro on the internet yeah <laughs> like we would go well we would go on hell's headbangers a lot and like if you click Dark on Descent and all those fucking websites. if you click on the the records at hell's headbangers you can be like oh this is a cool album cover or a cool logo or something anytime we buy records we try to get like two or three things we've never heard of right yeah um, or more sometimes or more sometimes yeah um and when you click on it, there's usually like a little video or a clip where you can listen to the, to the music off of the record, and we would just do that all morning as we would find bands that looked cool in some way or another, and just listen like listen to a song or two off their album, and usually decide to buy it, and it was <laughs> a lot of fun and and super financially irresponsible. Right. Not that. We're, uh, this podcast is going to make us <laughs> any more financially responsible, but so yeah, I mean that was like a a thing that we we really uh, enjoyed about our relationship is that like you know waking up that Saturday morning and just nerding out of finding new music and stuff. So this is uh, fr- basically a free version to do that. So that's what we get out of it. For anyone that might end up listening to this, I figured it was. Uh, just like a, a music discovery tool, you know, and, um, uh, so yeah, we basically kind of like are stealing this format from, uh, another really cool podcast called I Hate Music. We're, if, if we include what we were just listening to before, um, we were talking about one of the episodes, but, um, we are going to do like, um, in an attempt to not like completely steal from that podcast, we're probably going to like do like different kind of like episode formats like um i know what we were talking about before is like we'll do like an episode like specifically about swedish death metal right or Um, like just various themes in like musical themes or other types of themes that we would follow for an entire episode rather than just music that we've heard and want to share yeah i know one that i want to do is like um and we'll probably do like a bunch of these are like um like like evolutions of bands like bands whose like each album sound like sounds completely different um like i guess like the biggest example is probably like carcass right um but i want to do more obscure stuff like phlebotomized who like i love phlebotomized and i love all of their incarnations even like the weird like uh, sky contact and like stuff that's like barely even death metal anymore yeah i mean i it's stuff that i'm surprised at myself that i actually liked as well because usually i feel like a lot of times when bands completely leave metal entirely sometimes i don't really like it, it, it almost, very much it almost <laughs> always sucks yeah. like there's like there's like that whole trend of like all those bands especially from like finland like finland always turned to like gothic industrial and like all of that shit i've never heard any of that there's, shit that i like yeah there's all. the gothic there's the industrial there's also the the death and roll which, which was like sweden and, sweden yeah. did like the swedish death metal scene did like all converted to death and roll and well the only death and roll album that i actually like and i have not successfully converted you to liking this or anyone i've showed it to is swan song like right Marcus. yeah i mean because i because that to me that's less death and roll and more like like traditional heavy metal with death metal vocals you know yeah i mean it's it's better than like 
any of the other death and roll that I've really heard. Like, yeah, like it's more the metal. Desultory album "Swallow the Snake" is just unlistenable. Okay, we yeah we talk about that album a lot. I'm not. I don't do. Did you play that for me ever? I, did you ever I, listen to it? I did, and a lot of times when I know a band has taken a weird turn, just because of how many times I've listened to stuff like that and not liked it, sometimes I'll just like be like, okay, no need to really listen to that album because yeah, know, the lo- you know. the infamous death metal logo change is like, right. We were just talking about this um, a few days ago. How like. Um, Immolation is like the exception. Immolation right. Immolation. Did, did the straight font logo change and still sounded great, and then everyone else fucking. Right. Yeah. You see it, and you've seen it a lot with like the pioneers of death doom and stuff, where there's a logo changed and all of a sudden it's fucking, symphonic oh, gothic. What, what's rock. that band? Uh, um, I can't, Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost. Yeah. yeah, I'm a really big fan of their first couple albums and then i've only heard the first one with the robot on the yeah cover, which is a great piece of artwork too right i've only heard that one before I've, i never got super into that band i know you like them though um another another example of that like musical evolution is like zizma from finland oh yeah they got real weird they like turned into the beach boys yeah <laughs> We have one of those records, and you're you're a fan of that. I'm not as big of a fan. I yeah, yeah, not a Beach Boys fan. <laughs> well, because it's so crazy different than yeah, you know, and it's it's interesting. And there there was a good period. I think the album is yeah, where they're they're playing like musically like rock Beach Boys stuff with death metal vocals. Right, I fucking love that. And then we actually we picked up the al. I don't know what the album after that was we have it um but uh that album is just like straight up like n- there's nothing metal about it at all i'm gonna look it up on my talent Zizma. yeah i mean i always kind of appreciate when when the paths are a little different even if i really don't like where they go um like okay yeah it's not the album after the album we have after yeah there's two in between that the album that we bought a while back was lotto from 96 but i guess they did two in between in between those um that i've never heard before honestly and what was it that the word sisma means uh <laughs> i just saw it uh membranous shreds in the feces which is great that they yeah. kept that name and played like fucking like like beach boys rock beach boys worship that's pretty good yeah um so yeah there's gonna be a lot of different episodes we're also gonna like um we'll have we'll often have like a third guest like somebody from the minneapolis metal scene um and then we'll probably like cater like we might do, we might do this format where it's like just like random things that we're showing each other but i want to do like um do you, I wonder if that rooster, man, we, our neighbors have a fucking rooster that just screams all day. Yeah, we... I, I, I hope that makes it into the... We, we figured that it would make it into the podcast That's at some weird. point. Um, uh, I totally lost my train of thought. Okay, yeah, but we'll we'll have, like, uh, like uh, I don't want to, like, give anything away, especially before people, like, confirm on it, but, like, there's certain people I want to pick for certain... Like certain subjects who like are really into like a specific type of death metal, and th- and we'll also probably do stuff where that like episodes that aren't specifically death metal. Like I know on the 
on our Facebook page, we talk about like pretty much. I mean, like I think Death Metal is going to be the focus. That's. I mean, that's pretty that's, much how that, we started dating, anyway. Right. Exactly. Ago. And I. I mean, we'll have other types of metal too, as well. But like. Sure. Yeah. You'll there'll definitely be some random speed metal that pops up or right. like whatever the fuck we feel like playing. But like, um. Right. I have some. I have like some non-death metal stuff. Um planned it's it's still metal but um yeah i think like any episode that's going to be like me and laura is probably just going to be metal but like um i don't know i'm really into a lot of other stuff too i mean like i like jazz fusion and like you know there's other stuff that laura likes too that um like we might dedicate an episode to that's like outside of metal but right and i don't we have some friends that are not necessarily like like, I, I like some other stuff, but m- the vast majority of what I listen to is metal, and we yeah, have some same. friends that yeah. are into metal, but also, like, equally into other stuff, and I'm kind of curious. They usually they usually will like pretty much exclusively good music, though, so I'm right, kind right. of interested in what they have to bring. Yeah, I, I know Aaron Wolf from Alcum and, uh, like, every metal band in the, in the Twin Cities in the past 15 years or whatever the fuck. Like, I know he's into a lot of different stuff. Um, yeah. I'm curious what he's going to pick. He, he specifically said he, like, wants to be on a, uh, at least one episode, if not more. Um, well, okay. I guess the next thing that we were going to go into is, like, kind of just, like, our musical journey or like kind of how we started and how we ended up where we are now do you want to go first or do you want me to i go can first? go first okay. yeah you go first um so basically i i got into metal when i was um just entering high school um like before i didn't really i mean i just liked whatever i whatever i heard or whatever my friends liked at the time through elementary school and stuff just because I didn't really know how to like search for search for music, so just what I was exposed to is what I listened to. Um, and then when I when I discovered metal, it was pretty much entry level stuff at first, accompanied by some like embarrassing stuff um, for a little while. But I also heard Cannibal Corpse, which is um, pretty ac- easily accessible. But like I heard it pretty early into my getting into metal and I liked it a lot mostly because I was like 14 15 and I was like kind of an edgelord and like really morbid and I was really into like some of the song titles and stuff and lyrical content that's so funny because I, I was like the exact opposite I'll get into it but right yeah I mean because that was that was the type of stuff I was looking for at the time and I mean I also got into like like suffocation was one of my earlier interests and carcass yeah suffocation it's interesting cuz we're just like getting back into suffocation but like with like what Jonathan was playing for us um Jonathan Roll who you guys will probably hear eventually but um because when I was listening to, like, street punk, like, lower class brats and fucking shit like that, um, I had a punk friend who played me Suffocation, and I did not like death metal at all back then, and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty fucking cool. Right. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, and it was hard to, it was a little hard to get into someone like Suffocation 
coming from like Metallica and Slayer, you know, it was less like easy listening, I suppose, but I was just really into like the brutality and like brutal themes and stuff at the time, um, which I still am, uh, but I just am not as much of like a total edgelord as I was when I was 15, where I would right. like a band solely for having a song called Fucked with a Knife or something. <laughs> right, right. That's a, well, that's a good age to be like that. Though. Yeah. Um, which was a recent kick that I went on. Um, and some of them, some of those phases were a little bit, um, embarrassing as well. Um, like I went through like a phase with, where I was into some like kind of bad symphonic metal. I don't, I don't know almost anything about symphonic metal, but I, I love fucking like cheese and metal. I feel like I'd probably like it to be honest. Um, I don't know about that. Are you talking like a late, like that, like shitty, like... Finish after. I mean, I'm talking about stuff stuff like like septic flesh type stuff. I don't think this. Um, I don't think that's terribly embarrassing. I mean, it's it's just stuff that that I that like I was into at the time and doesn't really hold up at this point. Sure. Um, Sure. I I have way more embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I have worse stuff than that too, um, specifically from like my teenage years. But specific why don't you go into great detail about your love of the band wasp no that's that's okay <laughs> yeah. um, um i mean yeah like i i was into wasp at the time um see i got into metal I, and love, I, I loved hair metal but i never liked wasp for whatever reason and like, like a little kid i am a big fan of shit talking the band pantera and i love to make fun of them um, it's one of our favorite pastimes. Tons of fun. Yeah. But, like, in all honesty, when I first heard them at the age of 14, like, I thought that shit was pretty cool. Yeah, right. I, it's, I, a, it's a great intro. I'm, I'm over it now. Um, but No, there's a lot of people who, like, listen to really good music and, and still love Pantera. There's nothing wrong with that. I think Pantera is, like, one of those bands who, like, their fans are actually way worse than they are. Right. I mean, the main reason that I love making fun of them so much is more because of, like, the fan base and the whole, like, um, well, the whole, like, confederate thing and, like, the the cowboys from hell whole, like... (laughs) And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like really... especially like post Pantera, like Phil and Summo, problematic guy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, but, but yeah, that was mostly my journey. And then, um, as I, as I got older, I started to get more into like more obscure stuff and, um, really into Swedish death metal. Um, and, like would you would you say Swedish death metal is like your main um your main death metal subcategory or whatever I mean probably yeah that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that I'm not way into other categories right, because right. I'm into that's, that's like most favorite, death metal right. but like I'd say my my favorite is probably the Swedish death metal sure <clears throat> 
Okay. Is that it? Yeah. I okay. S- for, for now. I mean... For now. I mean, yeah, we'll explore. I'll dress more later, I'm sure. We'll explore more as we do more episodes and stuff. <clears throat> I guess for me... Um, like, the first band I got really into, this would have been when I was, like, between the ages of, like, six and eight, maybe, would have been, like, the Beatles, which, like, uh, like, I don't, I don't listen to that band anymore, but, like, I think it was probably a good place to start with, like, music in general, you know, because of how influential they were on, like, the whole fucking planet and stuff. Um, um, but I guess, like, what... I guess, like, the real thing that started where I am now would have been Kiss. Like, so, like, me and my best friend um, growing up, Keith Sanders, um, we, like, both found Kiss and got, like, way fucking into it. Like, we were, like, um, like kiss fucking army like we went to i remember one time we went to like a kiss convention <laughs> and it was like laura and i uh, grew up in chicago um in that chicago sounds Indiana. like something that would totally exist but and... it wasn't even like a like one of the conventions that would have been in like rosemont it was like we i remember we had to like drive out into like bumblefuck and sure like, <laughs> yeah like the main attraction was like bill lacoin who was like kiss's manager in the 70s like that was like like nobody from kiss was like actually there i think like uh i want to say that like somebody who played for with kiss like was gonna be there like somebody who was in the band for like a year in the 80s or something was supposed to be there and like and wasn't um i know like uh Vinnie Vincent went one year. Do you know who Vinnie Vincent is? Who is it? He okay. He was he's like the most obscure Kiss member. Oh, he was like in the band for like a super short period of time, and this was he replaced Ace Frehley, right? Yeah. And like his makeup thing was like uh like a like Egyptian, like he was like an Egyptian guy, and oh, he had weird. like the anchor on his forehead. Let me see if I can find a picture. Um, here, I'll keep talking. You t- just search Vinnie Vincent. He also had, like, a, a kind of sh- shitty hair metal band called the Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Anyway, um, so yeah, and, and I guess from, like, uh, yeah, go to images. See if we can find one with him with the makeup. Oh, I see. I won't. Um, this yeah, one. Have you ever seen that guy in your life? No. Like, in any Kiss pictures or anything? For yeah. some reason, I felt like I should have heard of him, but I'm, I was never very into kiss or anything yeah. so yeah. i mean yeah so like from kiss like you know like that expanded into so let's so this would have been like maybe like eighth grade where i were like you know me and keith were like crazy about kiss and then from there we went to uh yeah he's looking kind of rough now huh yeah <laughs> Uh, it, oh, so yeah, Vinnie Vincent, I guess, is like is like a con artist now or something. Like, apparently, please don't sue me, Vinnie Vincent, if this isn't true. I'm just strictly speaking about rumors. But like, I guess like allegedly he like like fans would like ship stuff to him to sign or like or like he like scam. I don't I don't remember exactly what it was. Apparently, he like tried scamming a bunch of fans and shit or something shitty like that. But um. Uh. Uh, yeah, so, like, you know, we were listening to Kiss all the time, and that branched out into, like, um, 
you know, like other kind of like early heavy metal bands, like we were listening to like shit like, um, I don't know, like Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, like the big four, Slayer, and then, um, you know, we were just getting like heavier and heavier and heavier, and like, um, like, you know, we discovered like, this, this would have been like still just me and Keith and like maybe a couple of our other friends, but like, then we found like the new wave of British heavy metal from like from listening to like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. Then we started like getting into the new wave of British heavy metal, and so like this would would have been like prime time for LimeWire, right? And I so, I remember the LimeWire days yeah, as well. Yeah, um, and so they're like and so like Wikipedia was still like kind of a new thing, and um, so like there was an. Uh, I don't know, maybe I'm getting this wrong, but there was, like, an article for a new wave of British heavy metal, and it just had, like, a list of bands, and, like, none of them had any links or anything. Right. Like, maybe, like, five of them had their own Wikipedia page, and it was, like, a list of, like, 40 new wave of British heavy metal bands. Like, it must have been... So, like, we're talking, like, the year, like, 2008 or 2007, and so, like, we would just, like... LimeWire each one of those bands and try to find anything and like almost none of them like were even on LimeWire. And how many times did you end up with my fellow Americans? <laughs> <laughs> the bill. Uh, I don't know if I ever got that, but like anytime I bring up LimeWire, someone mentions that the Bill Clinton thing or whatever. Yeah, I I used well I used to get that all the time. <laughs> I don't know if I ever did. If I did, I don't remember. But like one of the bands that um that Keith and I got, like, super into, well, it was me, Keith, and two of our other friends from that area, was Pagan Altar, who I still fucking love today. Um, Pagan Altar is a band that's pretty much stayed with me the whole time. But, um... Yeah, I think that was me. But, um... So... Um, you know, like, we were just trying to find shit that was, like, heavier and heavier and heavier. And, like, at one point, I do remember, like, okay, like, I guess the next level of heaviness is like death metal right so like i do remember like downloading cannibal corpse and like um the song was pit of zombies yeah uh, you're a lot more familiar with cannibal corpse than i am but like i remember listening to that i was like yeah this is okay i think this is like too much for me you know um one of the things that we were talking about swan song earlier right Right. Yeah. So I guess I I guess part of the reason why I, I still really like Swan Song is one of the things that I found just like searching death metal on LimeWire was a couple of tracks from Swan Song. And like because I was listening to like heavy metal, I was and then I downloaded some tracks from Swan Song. I was like, "Oh, like if this is death metal, I can get behind this because it was already similar to what I was listening to just with different vocals and stuff." Sure. So that's probably a reason why I'm the only person I know who likes Swan Song a lot. But, um, so yeah, so like, you know, at, at this point, I'm probably like 14 or whatever, 14, 15. And then, um, my sister is, at least at the time, she was like in this like folk punk scene. Um, it's just like indie bands and folk punk bands. And like, she took me to a couple of those shows and, like, I would be wearing, like, Iron Maiden shirts and, like, totally, like, sticking out in, like, this crowd of folk punks or whatever. And, um, uh, you know, I started getting into that a little bit, um, like, going to folk punk shows all the time and, like, um, and at, around the same time I was also, like, um, 
like discovering punk for the first time. So, um, Glenbrook South, that's, that's the Glenview High School. I guess that's like way Glenbrook, out. Glenbrook, yeah. Glenbrook South. Yeah. Okay. So that's, so that's where like a lot of my friends went to school and they, um, had like a radio station as part of the high school and, sure. um, some friends of mine had like a punk show. So like, so there, <laughs> there was this awesome punk band, uh, from Glenview, Illinois, which if you, if you're not from the Chicagoland, that's like a super nice, like rich suburb. There was like, like a Gigi Allen worship band called the freaks. And Laura's heard me talk about I've them all the story, time. Yeah. And like, I didn't like punk at the time, but I would hang out with those guys and like, um, that, so like the singer, like, like would like bash a microphone into his forehead until he bled. And he would like, these kids, these kids are like 13 at the time, which makes it that much better. But like bash the fucking mic into his forehead until he bled. And he would like, uh, like wear, like he dress up and drag and stuff, just like just solely to be controversial and stuff. And they, there's a great, uh, blurb about them on like the will met weekly or something stupid like the that, blotter or whatever where like they uh were charged for like they were playing at the will met community center which is like one of the bougiest will met is like one of the it's probably one of the richest suburbs yeah. in the chicagoland area we're talking like mcmansionville and like they like poured like a garbage can over them and like trashed the the will met community center and they got charged with like 10 hours of community service or something but like when you're 13 you're like oh man those guys are dangerous yeah you know? everybody like, thinks it's cool to get arrested when they're like, they weren't even arrested like the venue just like made them clean up the garbage or even to get i remember we would brag about like getting kicked out of the bagel shop next door to the school and <laughs> right. stuff yeah um uh so like that those guys in that band had like a a, a punk station at their high school and um I was like, all right, yeah, like, you know, I'll give this punk shit a try. And I grabbed a lower class Bratz CD and what was the other band? Bouncing Souls was the other band. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, this shit's really fucking cool. Like, this is way better than, like, the fucking hair metal I've been listening to. I, I skipped over the hair metal. So, like, you know, as we were listening to cool shit, like New Wave of British Heavy Metal, we were also listening to, like, tons of fucking terrible hair metal and shit like that um but uh i was like yeah this shit's actually way cooler than hair metal so like so you know like i'm branching out i'm getting into folk punk i'm getting into like street punk and shit um and um kind of discovering that those are like part of the same thing like I hadn't realized that folk punk was, like, part of punk yet, you know? Like, I thought it was just, like, folk music and punk music. And then I'm like, oh, these guys are both singing... Like, these bands are both singing about, like, smashing the state and stuff and, like, DIY and, like, all that cool shit. Um, and, uh, yeah, there was a while, like, I, I started listening to, like, instrumental rock and prog and, like, math rock and stuff like that. And, like, my first band was actually, like, a math rock band. Um, and, um, like, I remember playing a folk punk show as, like, my own, like, folk punk project, like, solo project, and I was playing with, um, like, a bunch of, like, crust kids who were just in a folk punk band, 
and so like i like i thought they were really cool because like we were both into like anarchism and stuff and like one of those kids got me you know like showed me some crust um like like crust punk crust metal kind of shit and um i was like whoa this is fucking awesome and i like i thought the aesthetic was really cool and i thought like the message was really cool you know and so one of those bands was ictus which is like super super melodic neocrest like almost melodic death metal and i fucking loved that so i guess like that would have been like my besides like finding cannibal corpse like way like many years before and like putting it to the side you know like that would that would have been like my like the first extreme metal that i or like extreme music that i got really into um and then you know i started listening to all these melodic crust bands and then um this would have been like my maybe like my senior year of high school and then um like there was this kid um mike cross and he would wear like the same cannibal corp shirt every day <laughs> and like I, I would hang out with him because we both you know we both liked metal and stuff like i hadn't abandoned metal or anything too i would i would still listen to metal but i was i wasn't uh yeah, I was just listening to like a ton of stuff then, you know, but you know, I still liked the the new wave of British heavy metal stuff and like thrash or whatever, you know, like, um, like you, you would catch me wearing like a folk punk or like math rock band shirt. And then the next day I'd be wearing like a toxic Holocaust shirt or whatever. You know? Right. Um, but, uh, my cross was like, made it his mission to like get me into death metal. And I was like, and at the same time, when you were, when you were like, you know, around that age, I guess I would have been like 17, maybe when you, but like, when you were like, oh, fucked by a knife, this is awesome. I was like, fucked by a knife. That's fucked up, man. That's not, you know, like, like, you know, like it, this was like, um, you know, like being part of the crust scene and like being like obnoxiously PC and shit like that. Like I thought that stuff was like fucked up to listen to, you know, um, and Mike Crossed sent me a band called Gates of Ishtar, which would have been a great band for me to play. Honestly. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll have to play them at some point. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. Like, like these lyrics aren't about, like, rape and, like, like murdering women and shit. Like, these are, like, actually really interesting and introspective. And, like, this music isn't just, like, mindless brutality. Like, it's actually really interesting. And, and um... And, and also really similar to all the melodic crust shit I had been listening to. Sure. So, like, the both the melodic crust and the melodic death metal, um... Fucking that rooster. That rooster is fucking death metal. There is a death metal rooster. The, yeah. Yeah. I love that video. <laughs> um, so, like, the, the melodic crust and the melodic death metal are, like, kind of really, like, the door openers that got... And then, like, you know, like, then I drift... I, that the next logical conclusion is to listen to like more traditional crust and more traditional death metal. And I started listening to all of that. Um, and eventually I kind of just like lost interest in like crust. I'll, I'll put it on sometimes, but like probably for the past like two years, it's really just been about the death metal for me. Um, right. I mean, I, when, when you and I first met, you were still really into the crust um, I was always like the the crust kid, like the only crust kid that liked death metal. Like no none of my other friends that were into that shit liked death metal at all. 
with the exception of Bolt Thrower. Like, everyone's, like, like Bolt Thrower is the band that bridges that gap. Bolt you know? Thrower, I feel, like, bridges a lot of gaps. Yeah, um, right. Anyone who likes punk or metal, they all love Bolt Thrower, it seems. Well, for a good reason, yeah. Well, that's it. I've been talking forever. We, we should probably play some music. Um... We got a we got a Vinnie Vincent fucking Google search tab opened here. Um, okay, Laura, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Um, I can probably go first. Um. Oh wait. Uh, do you oh, want do you want to do the the food thing at the end maybe? Uh yeah let let let's yeah, do that. We've been talking for a while. Um, I think people would if I were listening to this, I'd want to hear music. Now. Right. Okay. Just so... click that. And go to my channel. I just figured this out today. Yeah, I've I've had a lot of trouble with uh Playlists. with my playlists getting them to show up. So nice. Yeah, there it is. Okay, view full playlist. All right. Lay it on me. I don't know any of these bands. So, this band, I did show you this band. Okay. Um, I, don't re- I don't remember. So go go for it. Okay. Let's hear. It. Looks like you might have to rewind though. No. Okay. No. I like those vocals too. Um. So this band is when we were having our thread on Facebook about oh. about the all female um, extreme metal band. Okay. Because I was gonna I was gonna ask if this was like female female vocals. No, if it, I mean, if it's too loud, I can edit it and post it. Okay, yeah, because uh, I, I don't know how the vocal or how our uh, voices are being heard over the music. That's all shit I can change and post. But yeah, this is uh, this is an all-female uh, death thrash band from Brazil. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And Brazilian metal, I've very rarely heard anything I didn't like from Brazil. Right, yeah. And um, I found them because we were having a, we were having a discussion about like all female extreme metal. Yeah. Um, and I have like I don't want to you know I don't want to give a band attention only because it's like all female. Like I think it should be a good good music as well. Okay. Yeah, I have a bunch of those bands that I was saving for like a whole episode about. But um, maybe I'll go back and back. Okay. Uh, maybe play some of that stuff. But, um... And I... Oh, yeah. That fucking drum beat. Yeah. I'm a, so I'm a big, big fan of the Death Thrash and, like, some of the more recent... Um, this album is... Um, yeah, this album. It's 2016. Uh, I'm gonna pull up their Metallum page just to see if I can get some more information on them that I might be forgetting. No, there's not really a lot of information on them. Um, what I meant was, like, if, have they been in, like, other bands? There's some other bands that, um, that the, there was one band the drummer has been in called, um, Demonia, and the vocalist has been in a band called Pandemi. Demonia sounds familiar, but that's one of those bands where there's probably, like, there's like 30 bands called Demonia. Right, exactly. Like, I'm not sure I know this band 
Demonia from Brazil. Um, I like this one. No, they're, they're a death and roll band. Um, okay. So yeah, not a lot of other bands for... for the members of this band, but, um, are you playing two tracks? I, I was going to play two tracks by okay. this band. Um, Cause like when you have, uh, when you have, uh, like podcast, or like when you have a playlist up, like it'll just auto play the next one. Okay. okay. Um, but then I'll stop it before I go into the next band. Um, I might turn it But yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of like a lot of the new a lot of the new death thrash bands. Like um, I'm a big fan of of Repugnant from Sweden. Oh, okay. And, yeah, um, yeah. and, like, Tribulation, and this is kind of, like... Well, this... dude, we have that brand new fucking Death Rash band from Minneapolis called yeah. Malish, uh, Maniacal Force. Oh, yeah, they were great. Yeah, we yeah. were at their show, and there were some... They seemed like some pretty cool dudes, like, we didn't talk yeah, to them Yeah, they were much, young kids, but... too. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're playing our, uh, the Maggot tour kickoff. Yeah, it was great mosh music, by the way. Yeah. Um... There, I saw a meme recently that was like that one kid who moshes for the first band, and I was like, oh my god, that's fucking Laura and I for sure. That's totally both of us. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I go, when I go to a show, I go in just ready to start moshing right yeah. away. Fucking moshing warriors. No, this is cool. I like yeah. this one. And I, I really like the way the vocals uh, work with this type of music, too. Like, the higher vocals with the more more energetic music, I think, works really well. Sure, yeah. This reminds me of something, but can't think of it. Yeah, like interestingly, I feel like a lot of like extreme metal from South America, you can usually tell. Right. There's always like. Death metal, black metal, and thrash metal influence all mixed right, together. Like, right, right. This doesn't really it. sound like that. To no, me. it doesn't. But like, it, it's a different blend of the three. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to like Sarcophago, Anal Vomit, like all those bands are like mix. Death, they mix black and death, black and thrash, and they have are, like are a very. Okay, Sarcophago is from Brazil. I'm almost positive. Um, I'm not yeah. sure if Anal Vomit is. I know they're from South America. I think anal vomit's from Colombia. Let me just double check. I, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, it, either way, it's, it's not a specific. Oh, it's talking about right. It's not a specifically like Brazilian thing. It's more like a South American thing in general. Oh no, Peru. Whoop. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Sarcophago is Brazil, though, right? Um, yeah, as far as I know. And, oh, and this guy's like... You usually give similar artists, 
and it, it references uh, Nervosa, who is... Oh yeah, we just found that band. Yeah. Thanks to um, Jose Rangel. Was it Jose Rangel? He's oh, from VHS yeah. Groups. Yeah, I've known I've known about Nervosa, but never yeah never I mean, listened to them before. It's one of those bands where you see their logo everywhere, yeah. but if you haven't actually checked them out. Okay, I was hoping they'd come back to this one. Yeah, like, there's definitely a, a, a pinch of black metal in this, too, that I'm liking. Yeah, it does have a little bit of that South American sound, but it's not, not as like, much, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. have definitely guessed yeah. right away that it's... Because, like, usually with, like, like, Dope Scene and Anal Vomit, like, all those bands have the same sound, we're like, oh, yeah, this is South American yeah. death metal. I wouldn't have, yeah, you're right, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have assumed that, but I can, now I know what I can hear. All right. So I'm gonna shut this off right before it goes on to the next. Once upon a time. Whoops. Well, we were saved by an ad. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have to hear it again. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna play. I'm also gonna play two tracks on this. Right. Um. So yeah. You've totally heard this before, but. I, I, yeah, I'm pretty familiar with the whole album. Yeah, okay. I I love this whole record. It was kind of hard for me to pick even one track. Um, it sounds like Roger War a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. The whole the album like this band doesn't necessarily sound like Roger War, but this is like a very Roger War sounding like. Riff right now. So I found this band from. Uh, so I moderate uh, like a VHS trading group called VHS Renegades. If you collect VHS, check it out. But um, one of the, uh, one of the fellow admins on that page, John Monsies, um, sold me this tape, and like I bought it just because of the cover. And I was like, what is this band? The band is Killing Addiction, by the way. Um, and, uh... Oh, and that last band was called Vocifera. I don't know if I ever said the name of the band. Yeah, I think you forgot. Yeah. That's okay. Well, well, I might, in the description, I might list all the tracks. Yeah. Um, so this band is Killing Addiction, and he was... I was like, what is this? Because the, co the cover is fucking amazing. This is the album of Mega Factor. Um... And he was like, yeah, it's just weird death metal. And I like anything described as weird death metal. Fucking rip city right here. Yeah, killing addiction was what like spawned your love for the for the flanger pedal, right? Yeah, well, that's the next track. Okay. It's the Flanger song. Those insane fucking gutturals. So yeah, I mentioned, I think earlier in this episode, that I checked out the newer Killing Addiction albums. Oh yeah, what, what did they're you think all about They're great. Oh, good. They're not okay. as good as this. Like, this has that kind of, like, old-school sound. But the newer ones don't have that as much, but they're... 
grit. They're a little bit more brutal, but not, I wouldn't call them like a brutal death metal band. There's a lot of like lead guitar soloing in them too. That's cool, like I'm, I'm down with solos. Yeah. Sure. It's not as weird as this album is. Yeah, this is definitely like weird death metal, but it's not like, like it's got that good balance between being weird and interesting, but not being like something that totally diverges from... Yeah, when I say weird death metal, I don't mean like tech death or something like that. Like, like this is kind of what I mean. Or like a good example is like Pestilence uh, Spears is like crime, weird death metal, you know? Like it's not that gold, like... And like, I, I play in a band called Cryptosis, and like, that's what I told all the guys when we formed it. It was like, uh, that golden era in like, the mid-90s where like, death metal was getting weird, but it wasn't tech. Like, tech death, as in like, necrophagus or something right. like that. Like, it was just like, experimental and interesting. One thing, like, one thing that I've said a lot is like, a lot of times when bands and this is when they still are trying to be metal in some capacity, not like the Zizma type stuff we're talking about, but when there's too much experimentation, I feel like sometimes bands will do stuff that by by its like structure is still metal, but kind of loses that... I'm not a musician, so I don't know exactly what to... what I'm describing, but there's like a feel of like death metal that can kind of get lost in a lot of like technicality and experimentation. It loses its heaviness. Yeah. You know, like it's it's like I know what you're trying to say, I can't think of the adjective either, but um, it's just like fucking riff after riff on this side. This whole so if you if you like this listeners, you'll like this whole fucking album. There's not a single bad track on it. Yeah, this whole album is great and it's been on rotation. Yeah, we've, we've been playing the cassette non-stop for like a year straight. It's like, it's, it's never out of rotation for very long. This band has a pretty sick logo too. Yeah, totally. And a great album art. This was probably, honestly, so like, when was the first Nocturnus album? Because um, this whole album is also, like, kind of sci-fi themed. Well, the key was 90. Okay. So if, I'm, yeah. if I'm wrong about that. This sort of, like, there's that huge trend of, like, sci-fi death metal right now. And, like, this would have been one of the earlier examples. Like, Nocturnus would have been the first. Alright, this next track is... The Fuck yeah. So yeah, the, I I think I alluded to this earlier, but I'm like obsessed with the use of flanger pedals in death metal, and 
after I heard this, I insisted that the other guitarist for Cryptosis Aaron, like, use a flanger, like, we both bought flanger pedals, because of how, and the flanger pops up a couple other times on this album, but that's my favorite usage of it, and, like, I had, like, I had never thought of, like, flanging in death metal, like, I thought it didn't even occur to me, but it sounds so cool when I do it. It sounds really cool, and I didn't even know what flanging was. It's not, like, a commonly used effect, really. Yeah, especially not in metal, I assume. Totally not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 93 is, like, a solid year for, like, this level of, like... Like, I feel like this is heavier than a lot of other stuff coming out of 93. I don't know. I mean, we, we had, like, you know... Marcus and was like well into yeah well hurt work was 93 oh that far okay yeah i thought i, I was assuming like this was around my criticism but this is the it almost like if it weren't for the sci-fi sounds and stuff like it'd almost be like kind of like sewer fucking death metal yeah it could it's it that could like be. extreme guttural But I feel like it's a, it's also a little too like weird for sewer metal because a lot of right, sewer metal right. like I is okay. So we're saying sewer metal. I don't think that's like a real genre. Or anything, it's just something we use. That's how, yeah. To describe like like autopsy like bands. I like, wouldn't even say that. Like like to me the, the of what I consider like sewer death metal would be like rock or horror. Yeah, that too. It's like really. Well, not necessarily awesome. Just like super, but a lot of super like down tune, super guttural, like Ingo Dong, I'm like, just that. Yeah. It's totally not a real thing, it's just something that I say. You are using too. Yeah, and I find like a lot of the more sewer metal that I like is kind of not that technically um, technically proficient as much, but more like more simple and just heavy. Yeah, well, Rochefort is pretty complicated. Right. Like they, Undergang isn't necessarily. Yeah. But hey, I, if anyone knows the correct pronunciation of Undergang, we, we say Undergang because uh, where are they from? They're from like Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. It sounds like how you'd say it. If anyone knows how to correctly pronounce Undergang or Undergang or Undergang. Or, or literally like any of the bands we ever bring up in this yeah. podcast that we <laughs> pronounce free. wrong because there's a lot of like I wonder if someday I'm gonna there's a lot of bands that I have no idea how to pronounce so I might just have to spell it out there's like <laughs> Asuk and like they're totally called Asuk but they have the umlaut so I call it Asuk but that, but it's Asuk it's Asuk yeah. yeah there's no doubt all right all right, so you're up, huh? You can go right here. There it is. Yeah. All right, so for this ad. we're about to listen to four seconds of an ad for uh, tequila. Earth erupted with agave, yeah. and a hero named Jose Cuervo started making history at the Battle of. Oh. Yeah. Um, Do we have this one or? Um, no, we don't no, have we, have we don't have anything by this man. We just borrowed Devin's. We borrowed Devin's tape 
of um, their EP. I don't know. I wonder. I, I wonder if we should just like give away everything, or I don't know. If we should give like give away the tracks right away, I don't know. So on, I hate music. Like it's a surprise for both the listener and the other person. Yeah. Um, but we we're not doing it that way as much. Like, no. I mean, I don't like our mic is like right next to the laptop, and I feel like if we tried to hide, it, we don't, and we don't want to turn the laptop. So anyway, the band is Scorch. Yeah, and this song is uh, Autopsy Incomplete from their first full length, Echoes of Dismemberment, also 2016. Um, yeah, I just, I found this band just I, on a Dark Descent binge. Yeah, and so I didn't know this, but um, I do trades with the drummer in this band all the time, Matt Izzy. Yeah, I I had no idea. I, I just, didn't even know I'd use this. I just saw this on Dark Descent. It was actually not this album, um, but one of their demos, and I I looked it up and uh, really was a fan. Do you know who did the album art for this? You'll be surprised, maybe. Um, it's no. uh, Jeff Sorna. Oh yeah. Laura and I are. Uh, Godzilla nerds, and so Jeff Zorner is like mostly Godzilla art and sometimes stuff art. He's a cool guy. We've met him several times. So. Yeah, we always buy some prints. Yeah, we always buy. When he's at G Fest, we'll buy something he's, he's made. Uh, what? When did this album come out? I haven't heard. This it was 2016. So, yes, this is like my favorite drum beat in Grindcore or Death Metal. Fucking like Barbarian Like beat. the Caveman beat. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that too. So, so yeah, so when I, when I found this band, um, and I said it was Scorched. You told me that it was your, your friend's band. Oh, okay, so I did know that. Yeah, you did. Um, and I I was actually like, just in case he ended up listening to the podcast, I was actually a little embarrassed to have this on. <laughs> oh, but, he'll probably never do this. Yeah. He's not like a friend of mine. I don't, I, like, I've never met him or anything. Um, I know him from like the VHS trading groups. Yeah, I'll buy stuff from him sometimes. Like, he's... He like, re like, I don't know, he sells a lot of like, cassette tapes and shit like that, uh, records and stuff. Who else is in this band? Is there anyone we might know from other bands? Um, I like this vocalist a lot. Let me look at, yeah, the vocalist was in one other band before called uh, Versus the Undead. I've never heard of him. No, me neither. Well, it's just a live drummer. 
Oh, a live drummer. Okay, yeah, I was curious. I'm like, that's... That's a lot. Well, yeah, no, I mean, he's probably just like a hired... Hired, hired gun, you know? Just for tours and stuff. Sure. I always forget how fucking great this band is. Yeah. And then and then a good friend of ours who's also gonna be on the podcast at one point, like yeah, he let us borrow the tape. From oh, Devin. Yeah, and um like he was getting into him pretty much as I was. And I think they're they're bigger now. If it weren't for the second for like lead guitar right now, this would like almost be like a slam riff. But it with the drums. It sounds really cool. I'm I'm not a slam fan. No, I hate slam. Um but like if it like isolated that, that almost would have been. It, but like it would have with everything else it stays, you know. But it, it sounds good with all it it sounds fine with all the other stuff above it. Like it doesn't sound slammy. I should probably figure out what I'm playing. Uh-oh, there is a parental warning. Oh, shit. We're fucked. I forgot to call my mom. <laughs> mom, can I listen to Death Metal, please? I actually was not... I had to sneak my Death Metal listening when I was first getting into it, because... That's funny, man. I never... See, like, I didn't have that problem. Um, when I was first listening to, like, heavy metal, like, my parents were, like, mildly concerned, um, but, like... They never tried to stop me from getting into... I mean, like, I, at this point... At this point, I would have been, like, renting fucking, like, gore films from the video store. Yeah, I like, was not allowed I to watch the like, gore films. Yeah. Um, I, I no, didn't... My, my mom, like, signed off that I could rent R-rated films at the video store. And that, it's funny because, like, over Christmas last year, like, your mom was talking about how, like, they didn't... Um, let you like watch certain things and my mom was like oh yeah we did the same yeah and I was like mom what are you talking about like I'm totally <laughs> rent like all the Friday the 13th movies at the age of 12 <laughs> <laughs> like in seventh grade like at the age of 12 like yeah know, however fucking old you are in seventh grade I don't know yeah, no, I, I mean, I didn't entirely sneak it, like, I would listen to it, like... Because your mom's, like, pretty chill. She's right? she's pretty chill now, but it took some time to, for her to get that way, I think, of, like, sure, yeah. her realizing that I'm gonna do, you know... Yeah, right, you, that's, that's only gonna encourage you, honestly. Yeah. Okay, this is my second pick. Another band you know. I don't think you'll know the next three, but here's a band that... Because I have a shirt of this. So. Yeah. Have you listened to them before? I have. Um, I'm like very vaguely familiar with this band. Um, I remember another weird death metal band. Yeah, it's got some weird stuff going on already. And I didn't realize it, but there's totally a fucking plant here in this one. Yeah. This 
think they use anything on their vocals. Uh, it doesn't immediately sound pitch shifted, but... So yeah, this band is called Human Fusion from uh, Poland. And if, if anyone... See, yeah, that's why we should have started this podcast a lot earlier, because I've wanted to play this the whole time, and then, like, somebody played it on either Death Metal Dads or, like, uh, either music, and I was like, ah, fuck, like, I have this, like, planned for, like, We've been trying to do this for like six months. Yeah, yeah we've had a lot of we had a lot of problems, and like one of the bands that I was gonna play ended up getting really big. Yeah, you're gonna play a few more. Yeah, they released that full length and like blew up, which is great. Yeah, I'm. I'm it's great for Tomb Mold. I think it's around the time that we were planning this podcast, like it just had like a demo out. Or right. Yeah, I think uh, I was talking to Devin. He hasn't gotten back to me. I was thinking, like, his theme, because he listens to a lot, a lot more, like, the newer he's, he's way more, like, up on, like, what's going on with new bands than yeah. I am. We try to pay attention, but I, I, yeah, I'm not as up to date, but that would be a good, maybe, potential theme for his episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's Tomb and Fusion from Poland. Um, okay. Yeah, you're next. Okay. Okay, so that was Tumen Fusion from Poland. Um, Alright, so time for my pick. Yours is there, right? Oh, yeah. Whoops. You'll just have to search for it. Alright, I don't want this one. I want this one. Yeah, let's, let's maybe do like three picks and then see where we are for time. Okay. Ready? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I love this already. So this band is called Diabolic Possession. Um, they're from Nebraska. Oh, okay. Um, we're in Nebraska. Omaha. Okay. And they were they were around um, at like the beginning of uh, of like death metal. Like they formed in '87, and uh, this is from both. This song was on both the demo and the EP in 93. Um, and yeah, I just found this. We I had to do some fine-tuning of my list, and I just happened to stumble upon this from uh, a YouTube channel called Ken's Death Metal Crypt. Oh yeah, love has, Ken's Death Metal Crypt. Yeah, it's got a bunch of demos from like both bands that are big now and like obscure bands. Some of my picks from like later down the road. Yeah. I think I have like 62 things like queued up now. Like a, a lot of those are from the kind of stuff on all good. Yeah. 
that's a great resource. Um, <coughs> but interestingly, this band is not that big, but it's got one of the most descriptive uh, Metallum pages. Yeah, Rift City, man. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. And it says it's inspired by, like, a bunch of heavy metal bands. Well, it says Celtic Frost, Merciful Fate, Destruction, Voivod, Bathory, and Slayer. And earlier metal bands like Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden. Okay, I barely hear, like, any of those, but... I mean, it sounds mostly just like death metal. Yeah, right. I guess I can kind of hear some of the, like, proto-black or first-wave black stuff a little bit. That's what, yeah, that I hear it for sure. And uh, the aesthetic of the band, based on the album art, is, you know, there's, like, pentagrams and shit like that. The name is very, like, black metal, diabolic possession. Yeah, but interestingly, if you look at the cover of the demo, it's different. This is the EP cover. Okay. Um, the cover of the demo is some, like, ripped-apart corpse with, like, entrails okay, hanging out. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I was a big fan of that cover in comparison to this one. Yeah, uh, they're both cool, but this eviscerated corpse is obviously my preference. Dude, we should track this tape down. I, I love this Yeah, sound. I think so. And I listened to this whole... Uh, demo and all the songs were great. What so. do you like more from at least a production standpoint? Like, is, does does the EP sound a lot better than the? There is there are some differences um, in the production and. Oh, okay. So the so the demo that you were talking about and the EP we're listening to right now are both called "Ripped to Pieces." Right. Okay. And this song is called "Reign of Terror." It's the second song. Okay, so they, uh, that EP was from 93, and then the next thing they did was 2004. Right, they, they got back together, um, I think it said 2002. I, I mean, I can hear the Bathory and Slayer, but I don't hear, yeah. like, I don't hear, like, Merciful Fate or Black Sabbath or Iron Maiden, that's, oh, um, did you look at the, uh, the bands that they were in? Yeah, I saw the whole anal blast thing. Which... <laughs> okay, I wasn't even going to refer to that, but the drummer was in a band called Disturbed. Oh, I saw that too, which... and it's not, it's not the um, new metal Disturbed. They're from Minneapolis. Oh, really? The band Disturbed, yeah, they're a thrash band. Um... <laughs> That's really funny, though. Yeah, because I knew anal blast with it. So Laura and I live in Minneapolis now, um... And I knew that Anal Blast was from... I think they're actually from, like, St. Paul or something, but... Yeah, Anal Blast Not is... to be confused with the new metal band Disturbed. Yeah, no shit. That's so funny. So is this... Oh, no, you said they're from Omaha. Yeah. Um, The guitarist played in the band Xenomorph. Do you know that band? Yeah. This one? Yeah. yeah Vaguely, I know it, but yeah. I've heard them before. Yeah, here's the album cover of Xenomorph you might recognize. I the, totally do. With the alien yeah. on there. It pops up in my, like, YouTube suggestions all the time. Um, yeah, that was really fucking cool, man. Um, 
Yeah, I was just like, I just saw the um, the cover for the demo on the yeah. the little thumbnail, and I'm like, okay, I gotta listen to this one. Um, <coughs> I wish we could show the covers through the podcast. Yeah, but you should check it out. <laughs> yeah, it's got a fucking amazing cover. It's just super brutal and gory. Um, ex Cataclysm drummer. I yeah, I noticed that, and Cataclysm is actually. I never, I never cared for him. We talking about like the bands that we were into pretty early i was into cataclysm um when i was younger um and it just is one of those things that didn't hold up for me yeah i never got so like um jamie i know jamie's into cataclysm yeah jamie's into cataclysm jamie from back home um and our friend bill was really into cataclysm too um and i i never never got into them really i don't know uh, like and like they both loved that band they would play for me and i was like i don't know this doesn't do it for me well okay um if we're doing only three picks do you want to hear a bulgarian death metal band a another polish death doom band or a band that came before that turned into a band that we both really really like what do you mean a band so so like a band who like changed their name and became a band we really like both of us yeah let's do that one okay and if we have time maybe we'll do a couple more but so let's see awesome clicking noises do you know what i'm playing Ah, oh, damn, which band? Oh, yep, yeah, I figured stuff like that would come up. <laughs> yeah, I should have. Uh... Also, so the band is Necrosis. And which, that's uh, totally something like, I would watch as well. There's a fucking million bands called Necrosis. Oh, okay, I wrote down the track. Okay, here it is. Ooh. Oh, yeah, it says it right in the title, huh? So this is, um, I'll, I'll, before I give it away, I'll let it play for a little bit. But it's all the same members. They literally just changed the name. But they sound different, that's why I want to play it. They don't sound anything like the band they became later. No, not at all. <clears throat> Maybe the first album a little bit, but it's still very different. I still think this is pretty different from their first album. This sounds like odd kind of. Yeah. Sure or not. No, so it isn't four. The vocalist. Yeah, it's him. So anyway, this is Necrosis, the band before Cryptopsy. All the same members, they just changed their name. And this sounds nothing like Cryptopsy. This doesn't even sound like Lord Worm at all. No. It's 
So if you know Cryptopsy, you'll know Lord Worm has like one of the most insanely guttural inhuman voices ever. And this is this more this is more of like a thrash voice, honestly. When when was this? What year? Ninety one? Yeah. And this is their... it says here that this is their third demo. I think this is more like something that would be out in 91, though, than, totally, than yeah. Kryptopsy material. I mean, yeah, the vocals sound like more thrashy, but I wouldn't... this, this still is definitely is a death level band. Oh, there's the keyboards on the album. Yeah, you know, I saw that too, but I don't recall hearing any keyboards on, on that demo, but... I want to see what they look like. School. Yeah. Okay. So there's they're, a, they're tiny kids. Yeah. In this video, there's a picture of them, and they they look like they're maybe 16 or, or younger even. <clears throat> and the the early 90s were such an interesting time because like all these like 15, 16 year old kids were just putting out these like groundbreaking records. Right, and they were they were like achieving success too with yeah. these records. Like, like Chuck Schuldner was like a teenager when he invented death metal. Right. You know, like it's fucking insane. All the Swedish death metal bands were like six. They were all kids. Like, I can't think of any other genre right now where like all of the innovators are like in their teenage years creating a new genre. Yeah, totally. Like it's i I'm always really impressed when I hear these albums and think, wow, these are these are all kids playing this stuff. Yeah. And writing this stuff. Okay, do you do you have one more or are you done with your picks? I forget. Um I've done three. So okay. the way the time's going now it looks like we, I mean, I'll probably be done. We can shoot for like an hour and a half, too, probably. Yeah, we're just about there. Yeah. so interesting because Lord Worm almost has like a Martin Van Gruen kind of like tonality a little bit. That like raspy yeah. kind of and, scream. And that's not at all what Kryptopsy yeah, sounds yeah. like. He sounds like, a, like an inhuman monster in Kryptopsy. Really good, right? It's some really good, like totally 91 death metal. Uh, yeah. If you guys want to see the picture we're talking about, the, the song is called Plutonic Enclosure. 
should just look up Necrosis and tell it in closure. It's like the only track on that name. So. And yeah, it's really funny to look at these guys. Like, at this age. Yeah. <laughs> Realms of Castlevania. Cool name. Cool name. That's cool. That's cool artwork as well. Yeah. The other thing too is like this is like way sloppier than Cryptop 2 became even a couple years later, you know. Like, cause Cryptop 2 is like insanely tight, you know, like technical. Right. And shit. Well, okay. So, that's that. I mean, do you want to keep it at three picks then? Cause we're at, let's see. Yeah, we're about. We're, we're, we're about, about in. For, I don't have time for either of the other songs. Oh yeah, because you had some long picks too, right? Well, okay. Uh, if, uh, we were talking earlier about the food thing, if you remember. And one of the things we wanted to do was three metal musicians and what food that they immediately remind you of. Let's just let's just speed around this. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, your favorite in the world, Glenn Benton. Um. Oh man. What food does Glenn Benton? Like, if Glenn Benton was a, was a food, what food would he be? Um, I picture some, like, some, like, really gross, like, ribs. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure, perfect. Your turn. Um, how about, um, Corpse Grinder? Uh, I was hoping you'd ask for Corpse Grinder, because I was thinking this while I was asking you, and hot dogs. Oh my god, totally Isn't, isn't there some meme There, there is a meme eating, eating of him, um... Of him performing, and he's, like, got his mouth open pretty wide, and there's just, like, a hot dog. <laughs> okay. He's got a mic, and so that so came he's, from like, somewhere. holding the hot okay. dog, about to eat it, and there's, like, tons of hot dogs that are implied that Corpse Grinder will be eating them. Okay. <laughs> um, let me think. We totally didn't plan any of this. Um, how about... How about the man, the legend, Chuck Schuldner? Um, well, I think he'd be, like, <coughs> like, probably some, like, really nice type of meal, like, uh, like a really well-made, um, like, pasta dish or something. That's, wow, we're, we're, we're totally on the same brainwave, because I was thinking some, like, gourmet, fucking, like, super clean and expensive, like, restaurant dish, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, your turn. Um, let's see. How about, um... How about... It doesn't even have to and, be, like, people we like, either. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking... To, so far as uh, how about Varg? Oh, Varg. Someone, someone so, really don't like, but like uh, to make fun of. Um, well, it's, like, the most ignorant, hateful food. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, um, I feel like he'd be, like, raw meat. Yeah, maybe. 
I don't know, I think like toenails. Someone <laughs> trying to eat toenails or something that's like a gross thing you shouldn't eat. Something that's like dirty. And... Yeah, that's probably why I was thinking raw meat as well. Right, yeah. We're both vegetarians. So. Okay, here's another man we love to hate uh, that we used to like. And I want to go into a, maybe a rant about this man later, but Patrick Mamali of Pestilence. Um, oh, man. Um, What's I, the least authentic food? Yeah, I feel like he'd be like <coughs> uh, like some Americanized Mexican food. like. But um, we love Taco Bell. Yeah, but like, but like really bad, like, like. Um, or how about like a McDonald's cheeseburger? Yeah. It's like very sterile and not real. Or or I was thinking if McDonald's like put out a taco or something. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of something similar. I was thinking of like craft uh, singles American cheese, where it's like waxy. Yeah, definitely craft like, singles. Like fa- he's like just he's just a or... like a uncooked craft single. Yeah. by itself maybe on maybe on some just, like wonder bread or something like, could could easily be actually plastic or something yeah yeah, yeah patrick Mamali. it was a shame because like um i'm a huge fucking pestilence fan i'm i would go as far to say a pestilence like apologist like i i even like all of the shitty albums that came out from like 2009 to now you know like they had a period where they reunited and like yeah, Patrick Molly has always been a fucking asshole. Like, he's openly not into metal. Like, one of my favorite death metal albums ever is Pestilence Spheres, and he, you know, like, didn't even like death metal anymore when that album came out. Which, honestly, I think probably worked to that album's benefit, you know? Because yeah. that's what made it so fucking interesting. And then, um... Patrick, like, I don't know. Like, even before we found out that he was a racist fucking shithead, is like... He's like, he did an interview, Devin was telling us, he did an interview where he was like, they were like, so what What are some metal bands uh, that are more recent that you've been listening to? And he was like, I only listen to, to Pestilence. He's like, like, the only metal band I listen to is Pestilence, and, which is really, just really geez. embarrassing of a yeah, thing to say. why would you admit that? Like, yeah. like, okay, so I'll be honest, like, like, I play in two bands, and I'll totally listen to my own bands, but it, it's not from a place where I'm like... Oh yeah, I feel like listening to Maggot right now. I'm gonna put some Maggot on. Like it's totally from like a place of like self critique and stuff, you know, where I'm That's way different than know, like, like I I I really wanna listen to my own music, but this is the only metal that Well, you know, like some of the best advice I ever got as a musician was um write keep on writing and scrapping and rewriting music until you end up with something that you would actually want to listen to right but that's not where he's coming from he's he doesn't i feel like he doesn't actually like metal it's kind of a man of war thing except he doesn't like metal man of war i feel like are like authentic like more authentic than him but the listening to your own music do they do that that doesn't surprise me how would they not yeah i don't know that they do but how would they not that totally doesn't surprise me uh no i mean patrick mamali like like he reunited pestilence in 2009 which was like year one of this new you know like osdm revival shit um like super conveniently revived pestilence 
even though he broke up Pestilence because he doesn't like metal anymore, and still didn't like metal when he was releasing new Pestilence albums, like, and people, I remember around that time, like, I, I and I'll be honest, like, I, I was getting into death metal for the first time around 2009, when, like, the, you know, revival started, um, because, you know, that was, like, a big buzzword around, you know, 2000, 2009, 2010, OSDM, and I was like, oh, maybe I should check some of this out, you know? Like, people even back then were like, like, what was that album that came out in 2009? That fucking shitty album, Resurrection Macabre, or something stupid like that. But, like, uh, that album sucked. And, like, he, it shows, because he doesn't like metal. Like, why don't you do a new band or something? Like, don't, it's totally yeah. him just trying to make money he's off just, the Pestilence He's just, band. it's a cash grab, and, like, yeah, it couldn't, that means it he didn't put as much effort into it. It literally like, couldn't be anything else. If he doesn't even like the style of music, but conveniently brought it back. And, I mean, obviously, and it sucks, too, because the Pestilence album that came out this year, um, what the fuck was it called again? Hadeon? Yeah, I think. I don't know, why... Can you run and check? Um, I'll just metal him. Yeah, just metal him. But that, that album was fucking awesome. Like, that was totally, like, testimony of the Ancients era fucking Pestilence. And, um, it, it was kind of like, like, if I were to fit it in, like, a timeline, it would have been the album I would have expected between Testimony and Spheres, you know? Right. Um, and it was fucking great. And then... This fucking clown goes around and, you know, drops the Dutch equivalent to the N-word. and uh, I don't know. It's gross. Totally a shame. Because I fucking love that band. And I, I would totally apologize for Patrick Mamali all the time. Be like, yeah, he's a fucking dick. But uh, but I think he was took it, it a little far now. Was it Hadeon? Was yeah, it was. It was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good album. And, like, now I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I have, like, all this Pestilence merch and shit. And, like, I don't want to fucking wear it anymore. I don't know. Well, anyway, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say, Laura Norman? Um. Ready? I thought I thought I had some stuff, but it, I don't remember. So um, it'll have just to. Re- it'll just have rem- to wait. Just remember that Corpse Grinder is a hot dog. And yeah. Glenn Benton is a really gross, slimy rack of ribs. Rack of ribs and. Uh, uh, Patrick Mamali is uh, fake craft singles. Or I w- oh, I was thinking about it as we were talking about Patrick Mamali. And Are you going to modify your standard? Yeah, he's okay. like a dish, like a Mexican dish that's prepared really, really well, but completely ruined by the fact that they, only use, they only use craft singles as okay. their cheese. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, we'll close out with the reminder that Chuck Schuldner, rest in peace, is a delicious, beautiful-looking, perfect gourmet meal. Yes, and he loves cats, or loved cats, rather. Yes. Uh, okay, I'm Andrew, this is... Laura. And we are Rika Faction, and we will see you soon.